You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The internet fucking lies. Who knew? I'm watching a movie yesterday, last night, about a historical significant event. I thought it was cool as shit. We're going to bring it to the narrative. And then I've been told by Patch, a historical major who knows it all. I love bouncing history off of him. He's telling me that it did not take place during that campaign. So it's almost like the internet lies. Because I read on the internet that that was a fact. So now I have to go back and reread my fact or double check just so I can find some semblance of truth. I tend to trust you. I don't trust anybody else. I don't know what to do. Welcome to Control Your Narrative Weekly, Episode 5. I am the narrator. This is the essential character. Yeah. Hi. You've been warned. (laughs) It's a rare one today. It's a rare one today. So let's just get right into the hot news. Um, The the parent company that you are contracted to perform and wrestle and fight for, Ring of Honor, will be releasing you and the rest of your roster of your contracts in December. Well, in theory, I believe my contract ended. And in theory, I don't know what I would have done with it. Pertaining to my future, I do not discuss my business on an open forum such as my own fucking podcast, but apparently that's a thing that happened, and it's not a thing I, I mean, I've been in this industry a long time. I'm not somebody that uh, expects anything from anybody, especially when it comes to corporations and bottom lines and offices within the realm of entertainment, because you have been lied to your whole life, which is kind of what I... Talked about uh, just just recently released. Yeah, just recently released that. And, and that is something that you that would have. I don't say it for yourself. Before me, I'm not throwing shade and being negative. I'm seasoned in this world and in this life, and I've been through hell. I have been through multiple. I fought death when I was a kid. Like I've been in developmental when it was uh, every day they put the fear of God into you that you're fired. I was in impact where every day and we'll get to this seemed like oh, the, the walls are closing in so like nothing affects me the effect on others though affects me effect on people i care about the people i've watched grow the people I, who i know treated that as their home that affects me and that's unfortunate but my time there it took great care of me when i had whatever the world changed the world over the past two years that is a virus in a sense, and I beat it in three days. Like, they took care of me when I had to miss TV. When I was hospitalized uh, with a horrible cellulitis infection with the elephant arm, they took care of me. So they've been great with me on that sense and always reliable and things like that. And I'm very thankful for that time and the corporate backing in that sense. But, but, but well, let's talk about the corporate backing in, in a way to... Ring of Honor was... And we still don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know anything, but I want to... very vague. I want to props and say some nice things that Ring of Honor, uh, when we were all coming up in the mid-2000s, that was an attainable goal to work towards. And it was a great opportunity for 
EC3, the essential character, especially the real version of you, to go and compete there and take on Jay Briscoe. That's, that's some real beauty and art. But the product and the way that the, they were produced. God, I want to fight Jay Briscoe in front of people. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that dude. Yeah. He's my favorite Ring of Honor wrestler, like ever, I think. And we'll speak that into existence. Um, the uh, opportunity that that a lot of the talent had to kind of continue to push the product, but they were turning into a studio, like a corporate, hey, we are just a TV show, and that's what we are. And it was, Impact did that for a while too, where like, it really didn't matter as long as content was created and the, you know, the they had a weekly television program to come out with. So there was, now I think it's gonna force everybody in the situation that will still, still be remaining running it to have to try and create more attractive looking product. And, and not just phone it in every week. When we did the rundown, did you say, ah, I don't want to start too hot, and then you yeah. just, get <laughs> just go right for it, yeah. No, yeah, they'll have a lot of evaluating to do, but then too, you know, those people in the those positions still have their jobs. Yep. So I hope they figure it out. What I do know is that the constant, constant outreach of people on the ground level, like the talent that constantly strived and tried to make great big things happen was often fell on deaf ears, unfortunately. Um, that's one thing I can't tolerate is when I feel like, and I speak for many talents within the wrestling world, if this is all I'm doing and this is all I'm thinking about and this is all I'm pushing, when I'm not there, what are you doing when you clock in day to day? And there's plenty of things because I do not know that aspect at all to do with the corporate side. But when you want to do something to better your company so they make more money in hindsight you make more money and it's neglected not neglected just unanswered it's very disheartening Mm -hmm. and it can only go on for so long you can only play it safe for so long you can only be afraid to push the envelope for so long before you conform and you die Mm -hmm. and we speak highly of the past the great legacy of Ring of Honor, the continued great legacy that they're still building till this day, but also within death, you only remember the fond things. So we only talk about good things when something is going away. Where was that talk a week ago? Exactly. And that's not uh, the responsibility of the fans to keep talking about. It was the responsibility of the company to give them something to talk about, which I know for a fact Many talents strive to do, but couldn't. Um, with that, uh, we have a little propaganda piece uh, in honoring uh, your future and trying to find out if honor is real or not, right? Is honor real? It's a question of suffer a year and a half. Do I have an answer? You have been lied to your whole life. I have been saying this since April of 2020, but I've known it for so much longer. This lie is so blatant, so vivid, so audacious, it's in your name. Honor. Honor as we've been taught is a lie. There is no honor in what we do when we do it for them. Corporate wrestling, three letter brands, the divisive, toxic, delusional bubble that is the pro wrestling community, it is all the same. Here is the bitter pill you must swallow. If you are a fan, if you are watching this, if it's accessible to you, you are the product. Now, if you compete in it, 
If this is your dream, if you're a performer, then you are just a gear in an inhuman machine. You are cattle. You are cannon fodder. You are binary. You are numbers on a spreadsheet, man. It takes and it takes and it takes and it gives you nothing. There is no honor in what we do when we do it for others because our leaders have failed you. The only person that will not fail you is yourself. To my fallen brethren, now is the time to take control. You cannot play it safe. You must take the risk. You have to take the chance. You must jump head first into the unknown. I offer you my hand. And if you give your blood, I will give you your freedom. But if you grovel, if you conform, if you lay down now, you will die. You do not get honor in a ring. You only get scars. A callous body, a callous mind, a callous soul. Honor comes from purpose. Honor comes when you choose to control your narrative. You've been warned. So that is the propaganda piece that we are... Art imitates life. Mm -hmm. um, one thing about myself is I feel great depth and, ah, I don't know, release. When we talk about, this is therapy, this is psychoanalysis, I feel great release and be able to be able to create art within a story. And, you know, storytelling in wrestling is so kind of dissuaded, people are more interested in what's happening behind the scenes mm. than what's actually happening in front of the camera. So I feel the best way to do that is combine the worlds. Everyone knows what's going on. Address it, talk about it. Make people want to pay money to see something happen within it. Mm. Therefore, business goes up because people are invested. And they're invested emotionally. They're invested in the moments that take place. That's the whole purpose of this shit, in my opinion. Am I wrong? No, you're completely right. And I think that propaganda piece achieves that art imitating life. It's a call to arms. It's called especially, arms. Especially, all right, because when I came into Ring of Honor, it was during a pandemic and we were isolated in hotel rooms and bubbles and I never felt ingrained in the locker room. I never felt the great bond because I came in and we couldn't talk to each other. We were locked in a hotel room and we were in separate dressing rooms. And so you didn't get to develop the bond until later. But when I did, I've met some of the most passionate, hungry male, female competitors that certain ones I've taken a very strong liking to because they remind me of me at a younger age. They're driven, they're hungry, they want to take the next step. They want to, in theory, control their narrative. Mm -hmm. And this is a call to arms for them to know it's not over. It does not end. If you lay down now, you will die. Mm -hmm. But there is honor in controlling your narrative. Mm -hmm. And the fight now begins within you and you can do anything with it. And we are creating something for everybody. Mm -hmm. For you, for you, for you, for you. 
And that's a call to arms if anybody truly wants to explore themselves, take themselves to the next level. It's not a financial guarantee. There is no contract to sign, but there is a chance here to find purpose in what you're pursuing. Can it lead to great things? Hopefully. That's that's what we want. Can it just be a release for you to do what you love and show the world? That too. Can it suck? Probably. I mean, Vinnie Pacifico was in one. So obviously, there are some flaws with our product. But at the end of the day, a call to arms for each and every talent who feels, I know how they feel. They've lost their home. Mm-hmm. If you want to find a new home. it's going to knock on the door. We're waiting for you. Um, and one ring of honor uh, wrestler that is uh, knocked, on, uh, knocked on the door. Um, he actually, uh, in the Free the Narrative 2, he is who uh, William spends most of the nights at the bar talking to. He is the, he's his, his date for uh, mudslides and steaks is one Vincent. And Vincent is uh, such a special uh, entertainer and storyteller. You know, a lot of, you, I, I, sat the, I sat down and did a psychoanalysis with him and we get r- a lot into his love for horror movies and the, the, insane amount of depth he puts into his character development yeah and he reminds me a lot of like a man you talk about with him yeah a lot (laughs) rob zombie (laughs) sure that too no yeah and we, we go into a lot of those details and he uh he's definitely someone that we are looking forward to we were already in planning on telling more narrative uh, with Vincent, but now we get the opportunity that we're gonna we're unimpeded, unimpeded, and you know, I really I, get weird. I gave him a call this week and was just like, "Hey, uh, let's start looking at A, B, and C, and like looking at options of storytelling outside of the realm of just wrestling, utilizing Vincent as the character that he's he's building." And I'm really looking forward to working with Tommy Tanks and Vincent and creating a whole new universe around him. It's gonna be a real horror show. No, yeah. take it away. <laughs> this is the psychoanalysis of Vincent. Vincent. Hello. Welcome to the narrative. Thank you for having me, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if anybody uh, hasn't seen the narrative, Vincent has a cameo. Um, he just so happened to uh, be with William that day and sitting at the bar. Righteous William. Yeah. Having a couple drinks. Having a couple drinks. Yeah. Hello, William. Yeah. The, the life of, of the monster William. Yeah. That's the, all he does, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we speak a lot about his beer goggles and his alcoholism and, and his match, um, which we all have, which is great. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, before we talk about what could happen in the future with you in an interview, let's go a little bit like, how long have you been a wrestler? I've been a wrestler for about, since, since 2009. Mm-hmm. I started training with Spike Dudley at the Lockup Academy, oh. uh, which is located in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, I was around wrestling since I was about 16, 17 years old mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, setting up rings, just yeah. making my rounds around the Northeast area, yeah. um, just trying to show my face as much as I can. And uh, I, was doing, I was doing a bunch of shows with a, a bunch of randoms. I had like light training, mm-hmm. so I didn't know shit about psychology yeah. Yeah. or any storytelling or anything like yeah. that. Uh, athletic enough to yeah. do stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, but at one of these shows, 
just like 2008-ish, uh, Spike actually, Spike W was at one of these shows nice. drinking, <laughs> just like our friend William, having a great time. <laughs> Uh, probably the only time I met most, Spike was he was drunk too. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. Uh, most likely shitting on the show that I was on, but yeah. uh, he actually ended up coming up to me afterwards and just kind of said, hey, I think you might have a little bit more potential to, to do a little more. Is this something you actually are serious about wanting to do? Yeah. And uh, he uh, gave me his contact info and said, if you're serious, show up at this place. Uh, you know, I run the Lockup Academy in Florida, yeah. Mass. And, uh, you know, meet me here. And uh, I, at first I was, you know, like like most people, you know, a young kid, you know, I was yeah. intimidated to kind of, you know, I, I, I'm with everybody. I, I'm 35. 35, okay. I, I'm with everybody that's that's telling me I'm great already. Yeah, All my yeah. friends. Why yeah. would I want to go anywhere yeah. else, you know? You're but, over uh, in your clique. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was with people at that time that were just content wrestling at the closest VFW, yeah. and that's about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, Eventually, uh, I, I kind of gave in and said, you know, let's go see what this is all about. And, uh, you know, I get in the ring and Spike's like, oh, oh you, get in there and, and sh show me what you can do, you know? Yeah. And uh, I get in there and like, God, I mean, I was the champion of the VFW. <laughs> Not what can go wrong? I'm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't going to go, you know? And uh, so I rest around, have a match. He's like, have a match. And right after he looks at me, takes his bottle, spits in it. <laughs> Glossy-eyed. You don't, you, you don't have any idea. You don't know shit. <laughs> That's exactly how you said it, too. You don't know shit of what you're doing. You don't know anything. You came in here, you told me you had some experience. You, you know absolutely nothing. And to be honest, inside, I kind of yeah. knew that. Yeah. I kind of knew that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, So he basically said, he pulled me aside afterwards because I was like, oh, like kind of like shook because yeah. like I had already been kind of wrestling, but like I said, with limited to no training. You already had the endorphin. I had like the, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean, yeah. like within that area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But wasn't going to go any further than what mm -hmm. it was, you yeah. know. And uh, afterwards, he kind of pulled me aside and said, "Listen, uh, if you're serious, I want you to do one thing for me: go home and forget every single thing that you you know about yes. this. Yeah. And I'm going to." strip everything away and build you right back up from the ground. And after that, I just kind of stuck with Spike and it was just, just kind of off from there. And we, we would train like three times a week for like five, six hours. And it was a small crew, but it was like, I had a crew of like Taven was mm -hmm. in that crew, uh, Bennett. Um, we oh. had like Tomasa would come through, yeah. like Oni Larkin, who's who's over there now. Like, yeah. So there was- We, we there love, was a, we love Oni here. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was a good- uh, there's a good amount of uh, there was a good little crew to kind of that all kind of had the same drive to kind of. That's like a great uh, class to be training with. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know I mean? uh, that's a really yep. solid class to be. Training Ivar with. Hansen yeah. was was yeah. involved in there, so that that New England scene during that yeah. time was just kind of like people trying to help each other. But yeah, I stayed with Spike ever since, and then uh, you know I started working, you know, in that top row promotions was the home home yeah. base for that school, and then I kind of just ventured out through the northeast um, area. Like, one, were, were you already trying to work sort of a darker character? No. So, for the longest time, uh, I was actually kind of having a hard time kind of figuring out who, you were. who I was yeah. and, and what, my, what I liked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's funny because uh, as, a, as a young kid, 
There was wrestling that I had such a passion for, and then I loved horror movies. Yeah. It was like an equal love for both. Yeah. And like, if it wasn't pro wrestling, then it was horror movies. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it was always that. <laughs> was always like, that, yeah. yeah, my mother was a, a huge uh, horror fan growing up as a kid. My mother actually collected horror movie props before I even did. I have a whole room That's full of that stuff. very lucky to be so, raised in that. So yeah. She, yeah. She, uh, she collected all that stuff, but never, you know, in that time coming up in wrestling did I ever think, and I think it goes for a lot of people in a younger state of wrestling where you never think to, like, it's okay to just, you know, you yeah. do what you like and bring it into wrestling, mm -hmm. but you always... I think some people have this thing where it's like, okay, wrestling's a separate thing. So that's the wrestler, and then obviously this is what I like, but. No, it should be the amplification of who right, you really are. Right, yes. right, 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 yeah. which, right. Which I think just takes time. Some people figure that out sooner, mm -hmm. some people it takes longer, or you just, yeah. or you have nothing you're interested yeah. in, just, you know. Um, but um, after, it, it, took, it took years, years, man, and I think, uh, I really didn't really start to find, you know, I really start getting comfortable till Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, and it was actually. I got to, I was at when you guys first debuted. As the Kingdom. Doing, yeah, I was uh, in, in Lowell. That was in the Lakeland. You guys were really. Oh, okay. Early on. I okay. Was in Lakeland. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So. Um, and and it, was, it was like, I was sitting there just going, there was something walking dead about it. But there was something more than that, you know what I mean? Right, it had, right. It had, Cause like at the same time that Walking Dead was still over at the time too. Like they right. were still, it was still a good show. Right, right. Like, the, the potential in this was ridiculous. You so know so I mean? like, it was like, it was, it was one of those things, man, where like, uh, you know, when I got into Ring of Honor and joined the kingdom mm -hmm. uh, in 2016, a little bit before that, I was kind of like toying with the fact of like, how do I, you know, this is, I love this stuff. How do I bring it into like wrestling? in a way that could make it work, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so once I joined the kingdom, uh, you know, it was just the kingdom, that yeah. was it. And then uh, one of our, the the guys I was tagging with, um, TK who wasn't Taven there, broke his leg and, and we ended up being in this like weird limbo, myself and Taven at the time, where I felt like, well, wait a second, like this, I have to figure out like yeah. who I am here because this kingdom thing is going to end. Yeah. So what? What's what next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is? What is next? I'm out the door if this doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. who am I? I? I haven't really. Sh I've shown what the kingdom is as a package. Yes. But I really haven't shown like who I am. Mm -hmm. So, I remember one night and and my wife uh, is a huge horror horror fan too. And uh, I remember one night I was just kind of like you know sitting there and just kind of thinking and I was just kind of like I had all these um, masks that I have, like I've been collecting for years, like screen use stuff. Like, yeah. from, uh, I actually have one of the Halloween, like used, like, yeah, from the later films. But uh, I remember they were in the living room in this sh like shadow box and, and my wife actually said, you know, how come you don't like wear a mask or something or bring some of the stuff that you like in wrestling? <laughs> and honestly, that day I was just like, it just was Why like, not? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like this is like the stuff that I like, man. And like, eventually, it kind of started with that. I kind of like did that horror king thing and kind of had the within the kingdom because it yeah. kind of worked for that. Yeah. You know, different masks with the horror king crown, all like distorted. You elevated what you already yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I started kind of like get into this like real like comfort zone for me in mm -hmm. wrestling because I was always like in the ring 
you know, with, with the in-ring stuff and the athletics and all that stuff, I was fine, but I wasn't really comfortable. Like, like I can't, I couldn't sit here and like look into this camera and say, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause I just wasn't, I didn't have it figured out. And then uh, I just started and getting- what an opportunity this. to be in Ring of Honor. Yeah, and, and, and be there right, to, right. to find that, you know what I mean? Right, right. And then I started doing that. And then I did like the balloons from under the ring, which was kind of like, you know, it was an, it, it was from the movie It, but like, it was just a visual, an overall mm -hmm. visual of like, oh, it was just Something, give, yeah, yeah. and the crowd kind of have like a react to it. And a, it was kind of cool for that time, but it just started getting into this feeling of like, I, I'm, I'm loving this, yes. I'm having fun with this. This is starting to feel like I'm, I'm being creative how I always wanted to be in a and, way in wrestling. And it's being accepted. Yeah. And it's being yeah, yeah, di yeah. It's digestible. Right, right. Yeah. And it felt to me personally, not forced because this is the stuff that I love. So this is like yeah. stuff I'm bringing into wrestling right now, even though a lot of that stuff can be cliche because you know it's either from a movie or it's been done or whatever. Yeah. You try to figure out ways to, to make it, make your it yours, yes, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and let it evolve from there. Absolutely. And um, it was just kind of off from there, man. And uh, you know, it, it kind of started growing and evolving ever, ever, ever since. Um, and I just keep trying to. Explain to me William's involvement with the righteous, like how did he end up with you? Because I mean, everybody watching, you know, uh, William is an amazing part of the narrative. Uh, big death metal horror fan. Obviously, right. I can see the similarities. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. The metal right. horror stuff. Right. Like, it's weird. You guys are very like. I can go. I, I I can imagine myself as a teenager going and hanging out at your guys' house. Yeah. You know what yeah I mean? Right. Like, right. Right. Um, it's weird because I actually hate him. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, but no. So with William. Um, it, it started with that. So it's funny because I've known William for several years before we even, I mean, we were on shows in passing and weren't, yeah. we didn't really talk to didn't each other. We that, just, yeah. we knew of each other, yeah. but we were just, you know, very high by whatever. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the horror thing came up and I remember we were on a show and like we have a similar friend and he had talking about going to one of the horror conventions, yeah. like as they have these big horror conventions yeah. in Jersey that are really awesome. And uh, he, he was going to those of them and I was invited and it was one of those horror conventions that we kind of hit it off and like literally realized like we're the same person. Yeah, we're just, like the same exact the stuff, the same brothers, movies. Like we're best friends. Yeah, like, the yeah. same movies, the yeah. music, everything, like all yeah. that stuff. So it just kind of fell into place there. So for the longest time, um, after after me and Bill started attending these like horror cons all the time, we would talk about horror movies, kind of you know linked up yeah. right there with that stuff. And then uh, once I had separated from the kingdom and started doing my own thing mm -hmm. and created my own group and my own vision of yeah. what I what I kind of wanted, um, he was one of the original picks for me. Uh, that I wanted to yeah. kind of bring in, because like first for like somebody to be that you know that big you yeah. know yeah. monster of the, of the group that I kind of visioned for that specific role. I mean, he's the first person that popped into my he's mind. He's the guy chasing. He's the guy chasing the girl. Easily, just you know because, what I mean? Like he's, right, yeah, right, he's right. Definitely, and, and and like authentically works yeah. with what I. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, not, it's something I know that I can be like, okay, him because. It's going to come natural. He already, I know if I tell him what it is, he's already gonna pick yeah. it up. He's already gonna wanna, and I had already known that 
um, from his past, he already had a vision of his own of something similar to what I kind of already wanted. So it kind of worked. When he originally uh, told us about the character, it was because we were developing what William was going to be in the narrative and seeing the similarities between both, but they're so different. Right, right. And that's what I love right, about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I, I know that when William shows up in the narrative, it's cannibal corpse and, and you know, violence and beer. But in the, with you guys, it's a whole other, it is a horror villain. Right, it is right, that, right. You know what I mean? And, it, and, and, it's, and it's still cool to me because I feel that whether it's, uh, you know, the narrative, what he's doing here, or, you know, Dutch and Ring of oh, Honor, yeah. Each each of those separately bleed through yes. each each sides each, yes. of those of those things. So which is cool. Yeah, so that's absolutely. what makes it to me authentic in its own right. So and so for the longest time, I, I you know William was my pick for this, and it took forever to to get to kind of yeah. to get them to agree yeah. to it. But um, you know I, I kept I kept kind of you know you know this is, I'm telling you this is the guy this is the guy and so what we did was we kind of set up uh, you know a little photo gig and took some photos yeah. together with it and I said listen like here's my vision with this guy yeah, you did band and, shots and, <laughs> and, and and that's like yeah. and that's all it was that's like was, as yeah. soon as they saw him of like what you know what William had in his mind for that vision what I had for it as yeah. a package then they were like. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. You guys take great pictures. And it was, <laughs> and it was kind of, it kind of was, uh, and it was yeah. off from there. And it just like, and and you know, with that whole bond with the, the horror films and all that stuff, like, I mean, it, and it's funny because I've I've met William's mom, and it's the same. Like, <laughs> the I feel like we have yeah. the same mom, yeah. you know. But uh, you know, after after that, it was kind of like, and now the chemistry you know, with myself and him in the group yeah. is just, it's so natural. Like yeah. even like, you know, getting together and, and kind of going over stuff of what we want to do. It's just like, it's the way we bounce things off of each other are very, very similar. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think everybody in uh, your group have their, their roles really, uh, they, everybody gets their roles. You know, right, right. Know, everybody, everybody knows gets. exactly what they need to do. Um, I, I actually think it's a, a detriment that uh, you guys are spitting out so much beautiful f- like performances and the, uh, unfortunately, the world isn't like buzzing about it. So if you get a chance, look at The Righteous on, on Ring of Honor. Just look it up on YouTube. It is, it is wonderful stuff. Um, I've uh, joked about you and when we've been drinking about being Rob Zombie. And uh, we've been- <laughs> I get it. I've been like very much like, you know, working into your, your in-ring repertoire. But um, I was just speaking to EC3 the other day. We were talking about uh, we got a text from Adam Shearer that the guitar player Leonard Skinner watched the narrative, and, and that was huge. It's you know awesome. I mean? yeah, uh, but it got onto the 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 his movies and that scene with the with Freebird. Yes, and it's you an know, iconic and I, scene. An iconic, and iconic. And I I see you guys so much in that movie. Well, it's 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 so it's, much. It's of funny. That well, stuff. it's funny like, that you you mentioned it because I mean, I'm a huge fan of. Obviously, horror movies, yeah. and I'm also a huge fan of like serial killers. I love to watch serial killer documentaries, yeah. and I've I've read uh, so many books, seen so many documentaries of Charles Manson. So it's kind of evolved. It's kind of you know grabbed and pulled and meshed together from like a Devil's Rejects kind of Charles Manson esque mm-hmm. you know yeah. horror feel. But um, it's it's you know you mentioned that movie, but uh, you know. Like last year, uh, Bill Mosley, who plays Otis Driftwood, yes. got involved with me and, and stuff with the group, oh, absolutely. which was 
you know, I, fantastic. I, told you I did to not me. know that. That's yes, awesome. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So we had him do. Um, you know, he did a vignette for us, and kind of, and he, and he still is super cool. possibly going. I'm not going to say too yeah. much about yeah. it, but he's still. We we're still trying to get more stuff involved with him with that. He's um, just because it had the the same aesthetic, yeah, aesthetically, yeah. aesthetically, it just yeah. it just feels right, and I think it just would be just a cool little like you know a little bit of pepper on yeah. like. I mean, as simple as like uh, you go to his house and he's the, he's the grandpa, he's the dad that right, owns the right, house, right, right, just right, 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 yeah, even if it's beautiful, yeah. yeah. Like, He's the he's the the secret behind everything. Yeah, be cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, and and that's and and, and uh, you know like you're like so the day I met you, I was like Rob Zombie, but the the Devil's Rejects thing was so like, oh my God, that is a lot of what I see in the Righteous. And right, it's, right. It's really what it's um, like. Uh, we both are big fans of this, a lot of the same bands, uh, so I see so much of like you don't see a lot of factions in pro wrestling that understand what it's like to look like a band. Right. I mean, that's why NWO right. worked back right. in the day is because there's just a bunch, right. of, a bunch of cool dads dressing like they were in a band. Right, you know what I mean? right, right, right. And now we're, we're in this, this era, and, like, and unfortunately the Bullet Club was just mimicking that in Japan, um, where I see you guys have so much like, depth of like, understanding what it means. Like, there's a reason Slipknot worked. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There, was a, there was a way that it was, it was right. portrayed. And, you don't and see it that always definitely. like evolves. The Wyatt family, another one. Right, right. And it always evolves. You know what I mean? Like uh, right now in Ring of Honor, like we're doing the all white. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So like looking like Faith and Morris. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it's it's like Ring of Honor is going to, into this pure stuff about pure. Now like we're not really the type of guys that would go in there and pure wrestle, but. There's a way to kind of like we would do it in our way, where like okay, we've purified ourselves from all the <laughs> violence after Taven. You know what yeah. I mean? I've bled buckets. You know, Williams bled buckets. Now we've we've done all this violent stuff, and now we're purifying ourselves within the company, and we're gonna pure. You know what I mean? So it's all like blood it's looks, all a ruse. Blood looks great. Right, on, on right, right, blood right, looks great right, right, white, right, right. You know, right. But like we are. You know, okay, you see on the out, out, outside, okay, we're pure, but like, are we really that pure on the inside? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of. I like, saw it at the end of the paper. Kind of yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so. like, the, the finish the paper, and, and you guys walking out, I was just like, this. I was just yeah. like, I'm like, this. Well, because, <laughs> you, know? you know, you take the crown after the bloody war, yeah. and now we purify ourselves to move forward. If you get a chance, anybody watch his cage match with Matt Taven, it's brutal. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Taven is like I'm the still Baron for it. He's the I'm Baron sure for some is. sort of yeah. weird death. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? To all you well, guys. Well, that's why William had to suck mudslides and stake through a straw. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> um, now, a uh, couple more questions. Uh, one being, um, we have not been able to create together. Obviously, I'm, I'm very advantageous now that we have Free the Narrative 2 out. I'm looking forward to actually just creating with you, whether it's for the narrative or just vignettes and stuff and, and seeing what we can I'm create together. You know, let's, let's get in the lab yeah, and, and see what comes out. Um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where do you see yourself in the narrative? And uh, I just want to speak some stuff in existence. Where do you see yourself in the narrative, with or without William? Um, you know, take your Ring of Honor career. Just, let's just talk about you by yourself. There's nobody else with you. Where do you see what needs to be uh, broken out of you? Like, what, do you, what would you want to see improved? Who would you, and, and who would you want to do that to you? Like, who would knock on your door to bring the best out of you? That's actually because you can't create this character without all the darkness. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's a fantastic question. And 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 being being there for the small part that I that I had there, mm-hmm. just the environment, the atmosphere of the whole place in general, and, and what's going on there. Just for me, like we talk about aesthetic, aesthetically, yeah. I just <laughs> felt like I was at home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, I felt like I just belonged you there. You walked through the door, and I was like, "Shit, I wish just I had some time everything to play this about one out." It, you, know man, I mean? like, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I mean, like, for who who could who could uh, bring that out of me? I mean. I mean, I saw what the essential character did. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think he'd be somebody that'd be great. I mean, any 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 way that I could ob- obviously get myself involved uh, in the project more, I, I'd be. You but know, like, whatever. what would what would you like? Would a Matt Hardy pull something out of that of you? You know, like let's let's think about like what your you as a character like you know. Obviously, anybody from the Wyatt family. I, obviously, you know what I mean? honestly, like those, if, there's if a lot I, of. I, I, well, you just, yeah. you just, yeah. you just pulled my answer yeah. right out of my mouth. Yeah, a Bray Wyatt could absolutely be something, be something that I yes. think. Yeah, because I mean, the, he's a creative genius. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, and he's somebody that I, I could honestly see myself, and I think like like a vision between mm-hmm. the two. Yes, could. I think it could actually be something really special, and 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 I truly feel that way. And I think it could be something different on opposite ends. Absolutely, yeah, you know what I mean. Of two different things. Um, now I want to say a, a name out here that's really uh, a contrast, uh, but I think that there. I'm I'm very interested in when I when we were coming up with with who's gonna fight each other. I want contrast sometimes. Okay. But I'd love to see you and Enzo. I would love to see. Enzo. I think that'd be a weird weird nightmare. You know I, what I mean? I think like, that would be a strange nightmare. It'd be a strange nightmare. And, you know what I mean? And like like sometimes it's like that that that. It's got weird a lot of blonde hair. He gets spill yeah. some blood through. Spill some so blood through. You know what I mean? And then he also seems like somebody that might need a horror movie. He might right. He might need his right. horror movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So because uh, in, th- in the narrative, it's either. Like, Pull. yeah, it's it's really like one pulling out of the other, yes, the other yes, you know yes. what I mean? And right. those are those things Correct. where, like, I see you as the dominant in that story. Right, in, in pull it story. out of him. Pull it out of yeah. him. But I, I do see, see you, if you ever get a chance to work with Wyndham, Wyndham pulling something out of you. Absolutely. I see the essential character doing a great, great match I think, with you. I, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I think, I think the Enzo thing would be actually very interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah, the contrast uh, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, the promo is himself. Speak into existence. Absolutely. But uh, I, Bray Wyatt is an absolute uh, definite one that yeah. I, I think. He's the reason just, we do this stuff. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right, like right. he's why that, we're here. Uh, you know? and, uh, and 
all, all three essential yeah. character Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know, Enzo's a great one. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. that's a very good. Uh, and it's just because I'm I'm very attracted to creating matches. Well, it's like opposite ends. Uh, yeah, right, opposite right, ends. Right, you know what right. I mean? Because that is essentially like you, you, someone gets in a fight at the bar. Either they get in a fight because they're the exact same person or the exact opposite. opposite. And the is, opposite was which makes it interesting mm-hmm. and gather to see what's going to come out of that's the That's what the story is. Right? You know what I mean? Uh, well, thank you. Is there anything else you want to add before? Uh, no. I no, hope awesome. I get to be a part of this yeah, more. This uh, Code Orange shirt rules. Code Orange is Code great. Orange you know? Forever yeah, is my Code favorite or, al- for, uh, album. Oh, underneath, I'm just, yeah. Underneath e- is amazing. The easy too. way is, so, yeah. Either one, underneath is yeah, great, though. Yeah, uh, underneath, the best, best Limp Biscuit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it easy. How about that Vincent? I love him. He's a man who's unique in his own right. Firmly, he portrays who he truly is times 10, and that's what makes you a success in this industry. And he's a good man and now becoming a good friend. And I'm glad you guys had that sit down. You guys never even talked before mm-hmm. that. That was the first time you guys really spoke and you hit it off like two chums at the saloon. Yeah, we were, uh, I know you joked after we were done filming it, it was the psychoanalysis were like two best friends that didn't know they were best friends yet. And we sit yeah. down and just, uh, I was looking, like he, I got to talk to him you know, once or twice throughout the narrative, but most of that was me trying to convince him to work in Rob Zombie's spots and it was wrestling. Uh, you know, so it was nice to actually get to know him on a, on a personal level. Yeah, and it was super cool, like, when I mentioned becoming ingrained in the locker room with uh, Ring of Honor, people that I gravitated towards, him and Taven were two of them, and they came down to the free the narrative taping. They didn't know what they were walking into. They are friends with Bill. They're cool with me. They just wanted to check it out, see the process. Next thing you know, they're both in it. Yeah. Bill Carr did not have an opponent. We had the 18 mishaps with his scheduled opponent. And then next thing you know, Taven was kind enough to fill in. And we wanted to do him a great service for him offering his services to us. So we told a story about why he loves purple so much. And I'm very mm-hmm. intrigued when we get him in the psychoanalysis over there, what he's going to say about that. But like, able to tell his story via a color. I know that color is important to him. I see him wear it all the fucking time. <laughs> I, had to, yeah. I had to delve into him and talk to him about it. And to be able to do that, and then Vincent hanging out at the bar, smiling the whole time. After filming, I broke my vow of not really drinking, and I had a couple shots with the boys to thank them for their service and their time, and we really had a great, great time. And they are two guys I noticed that control their narrative. They were able to tell the story they wanted to tell within Ring of Honor for over two years, and they were able to have their finale, their crescendo in the 2300 arena, in that bloody beautiful cage match. And I was so proud of them watching it because I know how hard it is to craft a story and tell it in your vision when so many other intangibles are involved, like your employer, and there's creative here, agents here, these people are doing this, and it's so hard to keep focus on a goal and seeing it all the way through and they did just that. And oh, there's this moment with Vincent before his match where, I don't know if it called on me to somewhat kind of inspire him, but I just had something I had to say. And like, I've watched this take place at least the last year of it. And I just wanted to say, like, this is the moment you've worked for your whole life. You know, go get it. You've earned it. And I think that resonated with him, and he went, and they had a beautiful, bloody spectacle, like yes. we said. Vincent came back, he came up to me, he goes, I do okay? I was like, 
yeah, you, it was perfect, bro. And it was. And I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, I really hope that uh, all of the righteous end up, whether it is within the narrative or within another wrestling company, I hope that's a faction that was, uh, I know that was just getting off the floor. God, when they showed up in all whites. Like, oh, that was good shit. Yeah, there's still, uh, I think, a bright future for that, that, horror, that horrible story that they're going to tell. Um, let's go to uh, some non-paid advertisement. Non-paid advertisement this week. I was attracted to brands, okay? Some, there's designers in my life all over the place, left and right, everywhere I go. And when I walked into the Olympia, I saw this booth for Stax. And I, what the hell is it? Stax. <laughs> and I was immediately attracted to the colors, the sleek black with the Ooh. light, nice, light Ooh. green, blue, and yellow in the color scheme. And then I went and met the people over at Stax, and they're offering this new Tropic, which, uh, sort of gives you clarity, mental focus, brain health, cognitive function. So they were kind enough to hook me up with some stacks. I love the product. If you buy Stacks Nootropic over on their website, I'm sure I'm gonna tag it a bunch, use code EC3, you get 20% off um, for to stay off any sort of nefarious substances that uh, you might become addicted to. I recommend Stacks Nootropic to give you that brain buzz. Clear thoughts, clear mind. Thank you, John. I look forward to work with you. And that's how you control your narrative is clear thoughts and, you know. In a sense. I mean, I, I took two stacks today, can't you tell? <laughs> Chatterbox. <laughs> with, uh, with that being said, um, we are really uh, loving the fan interaction feedback we're getting on our YouTube and the growing YouTube membership. Uh, if you're looking for your project number, you're going to have to slide into his DMs. The Control Your Narrative DMs. Keep, keep pounding because they're always going. If I don't see them right away, I will eventually. And we're, we're discussing a... Uh, a little bit more interactive of how we can, uh, you know, we got to do the, start doing the live chats and the what footage we're going to put out. So we're still in the process of figuring that out, um, and you know, just keep uh, keep sticking with us every week on that. Uh, next thing, the the one thing the fans have been saying that they love the most about last week's episode is your rant of the week on bike riders. It's um, it's the culture. It's not, but like I'm still yeah. going to get a bike. I still mm -hmm. believe in bikes. I still think they're nice for fitness and leisure yeah but the god the the full till out the the condescending attitudes of the bike community to a guy who's just trying to get in the game i'm sorry i don't fit your mold because my muscles have definition but like i know i, I come walking into wheelworks didn't name him last week yeah. come walking into wheelworks like a dumb me head <laughs> looking like a psycho i get it but it, I also have money and wanted to buy a bike, and then you turned me off and I, uh, a whole culture. I, I had a boss despise. that I uh, got into biking um, back in the day. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you his name off camera, but the, uh, he would wear those skin-tight spandex uh, yeah. gimmicks and then show up to work and start like trying to be a leader and manage everybody. But Just package. But you just see his, his Indentation. Junk. Yeah, it's just... He's Frenulum, yeah, he's, wall drip, he's like rotum. Have you done your follow-up calls? You know what I mean? And like he's just walking around. Packed in. Yeah. Each and every vein. It's yeah, like yeah. and he doesn't look on. good in hot pink and he's wearing fluorescent pink. It just it just uh, a lot no. of that man was a mistranslation. Oh, this won't be the rant of the week, but when I get guys wearing tights in the gym, like oh. put the shorts over it, dude. I don't want to <laughs> anyways. So, All right, so so people like the rant of the week. People like the rant of the week, and I think um with everything that's happened within uh, journalism in this in the wrestling industry and the, and the confusion. I think you have a pretty good rant on deck. This week's rant of the week is brought to you by Big Dave's dumb tweet. So 
we get this call, this Ring of Honor call. There's tears being shed on the lines. Everyone's saying their pieces. And people, that is their home. That is the home of the talent. That's home of some of the people in the office. That's home of so many people that do not know what their future holds for them now. Is it going to continue? Does it end? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But when nobody knows, you find yourself believing anything you hear. So the immediacy of that call ending to a tweet coming out that is skeptical and baseless at best, but leaves enough room for plausible deniability at the end, more to come, is atrocious assault on the soul and humanity of the people that work their whole lives to be in these positions. It's bullshit, it's obnoxious, it's annoying, and it's it's sociopathic in a sense. In an effort to be first, you lose the fact people have hearts and people have families. So I walk into this shop having the call. Now, I am used to this. Like I said, I worked in developmental system where every day they put the fear of God, you're going to get fired in. I worked for Impact where every day we thought the walls were closing in and the company was going to fold, which this man reported it was, and it did it because it still exists. So why do you believe somebody who has a 20% at best track record of reporting? Why do you pay for it? Are you insane? Regardless, your finances, your choice, your beliefs are wrong because you are being lied to. You are being driven this false narrative just so somebody could be first to get the hits, to get the attention, to get the traffic, to get paid. You are part of a system. Like I said in that piece, you are the product when you listen and believe this. And the audacity of this tweet This is like the news showing up to a murder scene and the bodies aren't even cold yet, reporting God knows what, and it never comes true. Winston Churchill has a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but the lie can get halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to get his pants on in the morning. Thanks, Winston. Great line. But having said that, these talents, these performers, these people in Production and the office have families. So before they can even have time to process what just happened, these people grew up in this system. This place was their home. Their home is being taken from them. They don't know what's next. They don't know the fact if they have a job in two months. They don't know if they're gonna what they're going to do in two months. Fear, anxiety, speculation, the worst negative thoughts begin creeping in their minds. Not mine. I'm tough as shit. I can handle it. I don't care about me. I care about them. I care about these people I've grown to love and to care for and hopefully lead in some sense. To have their worlds crushed. To have their families seeing on the internet, getting texts like, is he okay? Are you okay? What happened? They don't have time to even tell their families, but because you're in such a rush to be the first one and you don't even report it fairly with accuracy. There is no second source. There is no confirmation. There is nothing. Now, not all journalists do this. There are many I tend to gravitate towards who always ask me, hey, I heard this. Is it true? Yes. Hey, I heard this. Is it true? 
No. Hey, I heard this. Is it true? No comment. Probably yes, but I don't want to be the one who stooges. And shame on you, whoever went from that call to report to somebody you don't work for. Somebody that is going to use that information, private, in-house, to immediately profit and benefit themselves. Shame on you. Why would you get into this business and bleed with these people just to turn on them to get what? An accolade later? A pat on the back? Maybe an extra star review in your match? You're a sycophant. You are distracted. And that's what happens. The media distracts us. Wrestling media, you know why I distrust media in general? Because I've watched the wrestling media my whole career. I've watched lie, be reported after lie, be reported after falsehood, be reported after kind of true, but totally off base, after context completely missing in this report. Lies, 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 lies. And I watch it and I think, if this is happening in something so insignificant as professional wrestling, what is truly happening on shit that matters in the real world? What happened to journalistic integrity? What happened to confirmation and sources and facts? What happened to humanity? This is why we're so against each other. This is why we're so divided. Because we allow people to lie to us every day. Now, is it truly a lie? No, it's based in some bit of truth. The lie comes in the omission of the facts. And that's how they get you. But enjoy, share, like, comment, retweet, whatever. Let's get a little, little, little hot in here. It's just, I, it's just a dull, it's just, I, I have these people that have grown to like and respect me reaching out to me in the locker room like, what do I do now? What should I do? I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. Things like that. I'll be okay. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about them because their true talents and their heart and passion from coming up within that company to being featured on television from the dojo and things like that. They don't know what's next because they've never been outside of it. It's going to be good for them to be outside of it. They're going to find themselves in new and unique atmospheres. They're going to find themselves in new endeavors and great wrestling elsewhere because wrestling is its big. It's hot. It's good. Everyone's going to be fine. That's worth it. But that fear and that anxiety is so hard to live with, it pains me to see it. But you know what I do? You know what I tell them? If you want to join the narrative, all you have to do is knock. And that's what we're doing, providing a forum so you can come here and you can experience a greater sense of yourself through creating your character, telling your story, controlling your narrative, tell your story. It's simple. You can tell your story for real. Now I have a plethora of talented, amazing individuals who have stories to tell. Resentment, heartbreak, being crushed, being thrown away. That is where the real emotion comes from. That is where the real moments are made, and that is where real people become who they're supposed to be. And I am looking forward to psychoanalyzing a lot of that roster. Um, on a lighter note, we, uh, we realized that, that Rant of the Week sometimes gets a little serious. It's a little like, um, hot heated in here. So we're going to switch over to a little bit something a little more comedic, and that is uh, a little segment we've been planning with uh, oh, our lead on. projects. But wait, there's more. There's more? There's more. 
Now that there's so many free agents, I know this is happening too. You're getting, you're getting the comments. You're getting, you know, you post something oh. now available for indie bookings. Or that's, don't do that. You look pathetic. But uh, I had a great time here. Blah blah blah. I'm doing this. Here's an image of me. Here's a gif of me. And you're going to get comments. Yeah. Comments are dopamine hits. We get it. But there's this one comment. This one guy keeps on putting up. It's, I don't know, it's a lot of people. Yeah. It's almost every person, it seems, sometimes, when you become this supposed free agent, in a sense. And that comment is... Yeah. You got it? Framed it? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Let's just... It's not really a request. It's more of a demand. Yep. It's so demanding of this every fan to constantly... Brain. Comment, yeah. reply, this. Maybe they post it on their forums. I don't know. But it seems prevalent. And this shirt is now available where? At freethenarrative.com. Let's put um, on freeec3.com. Freeec3.com. We're G off TS over here. Just uh, just ruining the feel and the feed. You know, we do these live chats and I'm trying to interact about the uh, the the depth of art that we're trying to tell in the ring and it's just go to go it's that comment over and over again and we and we love that place. Who are you talking to? Yeah, but yeah, like we we get it. We we love that place. You know, um, that's a place place to go to. It seems like a lot of people are going there, but um, there has to be you can't have everybody. You can't have everybody at once. You know, they I mean? can't employ everybody. So no, you yeah, it's like, they're a business. It's a it's a business, and I mean they have enough talent. They can I mean they have three shows right now. They can do five and and. You know, they can buy up all these contracts. And that was another rumor that went up this week that someone posted oh, just to see how quick you guys would fall for it. You know, like, yeah, you sent that to me. Yeah. And the dude admits I just made it up on it. And I've still people texting me congratulations. I'm like, these are people in the business. Like, source your information. Read, read, just, just. Fucking just research a little bit. It takes five seconds. It's just if anybody, and, and like that's that's really like don't <sighs> comment on something until you fully invest. And even the caption, don't don't read just like everybody just reacts and, and, and headline and, clickbait, headline. clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. You're the product. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> so having said that, did you do your homework? Yes, I did. I, I definitely uh, started writing some lists. I haven't been doing no. them at night. I've been doing them in the morning. Well, the homework's interpretive how you want to do it. Yeah. That's fine. Now, I see you have a bunch of whiteboards here. Yeah. Maybe work on our inventory better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. I've started to do it, too. What I've noticed is uh, being so busy and distracted and not taking enough stacks is everything I need to do, I keep putting off. And that's on me, and I'm accountable for it, and I need to do it, like, I have money. Why do I keep forgetting to pay my car payment? All you gotta do is press a button. Like, like I'm an idiot. But um, and, and for this week's homework, um, yes, we're we, very negative. We're, yeah. Up. So this, this week's homework, we're gonna put some positivity back into the world. So for everybody that puts that comment out there, I want someone to go and say something nice to a professional wrestler that makes your day better. Like your take your everyday favorite wrestler. You know, I'm gonna today. I want to get finish this up, and I'm gonna go put on John Scholar's wall. Man, you're one hell of a cowboy. You know, looking forward to looking forward to seeing what you do in Impact Wrestling. I'll tell you too, you know, stuff like that. Like, go and speak positivity into into someone's day. Don't tell no. them they're underutilized. Say, hey, you're doing great, and I want to see you do more of this. I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm proud right, of what you're we doing. see the improvements you're making. We appreciate all your effort. Something that's I don't know, not frivolous and buzzy, but 
something that's real. And I, I assure you, the demented narcissists that we all are that are looking through comments will see it and be like, oh, that sticks out to me. And I actually do appreciate somebody said something so kind. That's not, you look hot, babe. Ew, yeah. stop. Or I put a picture of me, yeah, I'm jacked and ripped. I know it. Wow, you're real ripped. I know, okay? But like, <laughs> wow, it must take a lot of work to maintain that. Yeah. And Your veins me motivate me to be a better person. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I'm now motivated to continue having obnoxious amount of veins. You know, so, I mean, it's literally like take take your day and just, just focus on one positive comment per day and see how it, it, it might change and how you perceive um, this industry. Now that everything's positive, we've restored balance, <laughs> which is important. Yes. The yin and the yang, so to speak. To finish Control Your Narrative Weekly, we're going to send it over to a brand new segment because it was such a resounding success on the first week. Space Cowboy, our lead project, Stacey Alexander, yeah. has his own don't talk show now. Yeah, his own little talk show. Um, we're calling it, uh, the, the running name right now is Out of This World with Space Cowboy because he is an out of this world space cowboy. That's exactly what he is. Um, and we're going to have to just take it over to the footage and show what that actually means. If we do this next week, I'll see you then. Yeah. Everybody, we are here today with uh, my very first guest here on Out of This World with the Space Cowboy, Stacey Alexander. It's me. Well, don't pan to him yet. It's me, lead project Stacey Alexander. Y'all met me last week. That Well, it's my show again. And this is uh, the rising sun. Weston Blake, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I like that hat. Where'd you get it? I like that I'm... uh, well, well go ahead that. and answer my question. Well, I got it from the Space Cowboy himself. a lovely himself. shirt, too. Space Cowboy himself, Stacey Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good friend of mine mm-hmm. um, from I, space. Well, uh, that's debatable. Well, have you been there? No. Uh, no. So, so I, I read in a magazine once. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. The man with the larger hat is the better man at the table. Would you, well, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. That's great. So. Where are you going? I guess I'm the winner because I got the bigger hat, obviously, so I don't know. So we are again it? here, first Where's week uh, out of this Texas. world with the Space Cowboy, Stacey Alexander. Good God. What? We're going to start off hot. What? Start off hot. Okay, we're going to start off hot. It has been alleged uh-huh. that you did one uh, one date in NXT under a luchador mask as the scat man, Corey Carrots. Do you care to comment? Well, I, I plead the fifth. The I'm, fifth. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and plead the fifth on that. Um, okay. But if you want any information about Corey Carrots, I do hear on Spotify there's a album dropping, uh, 24 Carrots with Corey 24 Carrots with, with Corey, Corey Carrots. Got yep. it, okay. Yep. Patreon content coming soon, I'm sure? Please, yes. Okay, we'll yep. work out the tiers next week. I don't know, I don't know the man personally, but yes, no. I, that's just, I'm a big fan okay. of his. Well, he's a, he has a great physique. I, maybe he'll be on week two. That'd be nice. Other things to talk about. You know, you had a match in the narrative, of course, narrative two. Yes. I, something about a Titan something or other. Uh-huh. You lost. How does that feel? Well, uh, it's hard when you lose, especially when you're trying to get your message out there. Yeah. Uh, especially be, being the rising sun, mm-hmm. I was at one time. If I may. So you call yourself the rising sun now. Right, yes. I've seen you hit the uh, the elbow of twice. Yeah. Each time you fell down afterwards. Yes, and what do you do when you fall? Oh, wow, that's a big one. You get back up again. That's right, you rise okay. back up. There so, it is. There you go. We'll call that the rising elbow. Fun fact about myself, uh-huh. I'm actually undefeated inside the narrative. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know I've that. never lost one match in the narrative, so maybe... Uh. You know, something down the line, I show you a little something. Again, never lost. Something uh, to, I'm, uh, I th- I'm one of what I would say, uh, 
maybe maybe two guys that are undefeated in there. I don't know. I don't keep the records, but uh, well, I mean, you're you're obviously a big guy and uh, huge. The narrative to you, I believe, is that <laughs> <laughs> there went the backdrop. <laughs> it's fine. We're in a garage. It's. I mean, the the secret's out. Where? We're not in space. Yeah, I thought we were in space. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just, you just came here with a bag over your head. Yeah. I mean, we could be anywhere, folks. Last time I was at Publix. <laughs> I was at Publix. I believe I was at doing Dunkin' Run. I had a donut in my hand. Dunkin' Went to Run. Publix. Charlie uh, with the cold phone? I, I was, yes. And I was going to grab uh, seal wrap, and then I, I just lost all confidence. Speaking of seal wrap, what would you say with the allegations that you're slick as a seal, but half as slimy? Mm, I would believe those are true. Those are those. It's that, all true, true, folks. That is true. Next on the fact sheet. Go ahead. I heard you do a you do a mean poo impression. Poo the bear, no, not no. poo the excrement. No, uh, no, actually, I don't. It's actually a new character I'm working on. Okay, it's well, Stone Cold Steve Pooh Bear. Oh, uh, and his catchphrase would be a Oh dear, Oh dear. <laughs> You already did a better well, than I, I did. Hey, well, maybe, maybe that's a character for you. It runs in the family. We'll see. Okay. Down the line. <laughs> okay. Maybe, uh, you know, narrative three, we got the poo and poo connection. Oh, okay. Calls the, calls we could be the first tag in the narrative. We could. The poo-poo platter. The poo-poo. Okay. The, All right. The cowboy poo bears. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Come. Look out for that. Beneficial for you. Oh, okay. I see where, I see where you're going. Now. I thought you were doing a pose. I wow. thought this was a segment of your show where you pose. Or My something. grandfather was half bear, so that's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's where that comes from. That explains a lot, yeah, especially the, the size. And, just wrap yeah. it up. Again, I did want to mention that's the nicest shirt I've ever seen you wear. Anything uh, you want to plug before we get going? Uh, like I already said, I'm already on said on social media, uh, the West and Blake on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, the West and Blake on Instagram, and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm sure I'll be posting stuff, and you can find out uh, what I'm going to be doing next. Uh, Absolutely. Soon. If you uh, if you want to see the four same gifts from Yellowstone, make sure to follow him on you Twitter. Can, you can follow me on Twitter, and then um, I'll probably be posting stuff where I'm uh, beating shit out of him. Yeah, well, he wishes. I'm way too yeah. expensive yeah. for anywhere he works. Which yeah. is nowhere. Um, I am uh, again on Instagram at your space cowboy on Twitter at cowboy Stacy. That is Stacy with two E's for any stenographers out there. Really bad at social media on all platforms. Not like this guy. He is a crack. Uh, you can catch us any day of the week at Justified Prince, except for the days that we aren't here. You can also catch us any day of the week uh, anywhere else, except for when we aren't there as well. Uh, yes. I know it's been all right for me. Hope it's been all right for you. It's been okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow unless I don't. Okay. All right. I love you.